Hello and welcome to the 4 Comic Junkies podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. I'm your host, JJ Haunches. This podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Go to batmanonfilm.com to see all sorts of awesome, geeky podcasts to fill up your miserable life. I mean, if your life's great, too, then you should still do it. It doesn't have to be miserable, JJ. Relax. Gosh. Anywho, uh, I am very excited about today's episode. It is, uh, it's it's going to be a good one, folks. We have, returning to the show, Chris Evans. Uh, I know what you're thinking. Yes, that Chris Evans um, from uh, Let's Go Podcast Network uh, doing, uh, coming back on the show to talk uh, The Dark Knight, which is... Uh, Gosh dang, if this isn't uh, a damn near perfect Batman film, then I don't know what is. Uh, We're still going with the Road to the Batman segments. Uh, Chris was gracious enough to join on uh, to to do this one, and what a blast we had. A lot of laughs to be had. A lot of editing I had to do, too. So if I miss some stuff, if there's some weak spots, um, just know that I tried. (laughs) I really tried. I hate editing. Um, But uh, in the meantime, if you're looking for me... You can find me uh, at 4ComicJunkies, that's F-O-R, Comic Junkies, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can also email me, 4ComicJunkies at gmail.com. Uh, I'm very excited about this one, folks. It's going to be a good one. Uh, so here we go. Without further ado, The Dark Knight. That Chris Evans is back on the show. So thank you again, Chris, for being on the show. This is uh, this is exciting. We uh, we haven't uh, we haven't talked in a while. Yeah, it's it's cool to be back here with you. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, it's funny because I you know the last time you were on, you know, we talked about Captain America, mm-hmm. and the whole time I'm just staring at that Batman thing behind you, thinking I gotta get oh. him on for a Batman thing. <laughs> it's time. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what the heck was I thinking back then? But it's okay. And I have my Dark Knight stuff now too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. Perfect. Um, So we are on the road to the Batman talking about, um, I'd say arguably, but not really, uh, inarguably, the greatest Batman movie. Um, But uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's funny, where I do admit that it, you know, as of now, who knows when March 4th rolls around, uh, that The Dark Knight is the best Batman movie. But my favorite Batman movie is still 89. <laughs> so I don't know where you fall in that category, but. Uh, for me, Begins is my favorite. And to me, it's the best. But I love The Dark Knight. Yeah. it. I mean, it, it's, you know, we're, you know, almost 14 years away from it at this point. Mm-hmm. And it seems so. It's It's tough nowadays because it feels like there's like quote-unquote game-changing stuff all the time i mean spider-man no way home is kind of a game-changer avengers endgame was really a Mm -hmm. massive but um i mean this was something massive at the time you know like it was the highest you know opening weekend of all time um it uh it grossed a billion dollars which had as far as superhero movies had never been done before you know, and now it's like now it's it's almost uncommon if they don't gross a billion dollars. <laughs> if you don't make the billion, you're a loser. Apparently. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of why Amazing Spider-Man 2 never <laughs> got a third. Right. So 
uh, that billion. Right. And uh, it's so it's interesting that I remember having this feeling of after I saw the movie, this feeling of like everybody gets it now. Like everybody gets why I love Batman. And I literally had people texting me saying, um, a, a good friend of mine, she texted me and said, I, I get why you like this stuff so much now. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what what was your experience with the film? Because, you know, you're obviously a big Batman fan. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, you got the the board behind you. Um, what What's your kind of, quote unquote, secret origin with Batman? Uh, Batman in general, or just the Dark Knight? Uh, yeah, uh, Batman in general. Then going into the Dark Knight. Okay, cool. Um, I've loved Batman since like this is one of my first memories. Walking into my grandparents' house in the '66 movie was mm. replaying, and I remember sitting there and just watching it. <laughs> um, and so, you know, a lot of Batman when I was growing up was the '66 reruns, which mm. ironically I don't like anymore. I don't like watching it. But oh. as a kid, it was like this is amazing. This is the best thing ever. Yep. And of course, like, you know, the Burton movie, I loved 89. Um, I even liked Returns at the time, the animated series. And, you know, I've always loved Batman. He is my number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's not changing. It's just not. Oh, of course and not. Then, yeah. And then going into The Dark Knight, I mean, I love Begins. Begins, like I said, is my favorite Batman movie. It's everything I want in one movie. And it's fantastic. And then The Dark Knight to me has always been like just a perfect bonus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And leading up to it, I was incredibly hyped. I think it was actually gross for people to be around me how excited I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I apologize to them now, but I was so hyped. And I remember opening night was a huge deal for me. I, you know, it, it's funny because I, I have a similar story where uh, I, at the time, I lived in North Carolina. I lived in a small town, mm-hmm. like like a football town, basically. And I worked at a pizza shop. And I took a bunch of my friends from the pizza shop like, hey, you want to go see Dark Knight with me? And I think they were all kind of casual fans of the movies. You know, it's like like, you know, I I think everybody was kind of walking in going, Michael Keaton is my Batman. You know, it it seemed to me and it's that and I still feel this way that it's almost like people forgot that Batman Begins existed. Like Batman Begins was kind of under the radar. Um, But the Dark Knight was in a lot of ways like this like the first movie in a weird way. You know what I mean? When I say that, I, I think a lot of people didn't actually see begins until the dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And, um, <clears throat> but I remember, you know, being really, really excited going into the movie and thinking, um, wow, like this is, uh, this, you know, this is something massive. Like the, the whole theater, we went to a midnight screening, um, the whole theater, was um the whole theater was uh almost full every screen was a batman screen for the midnight showings um like i i i couldn't believe it um it was it was so uh you know because i remember that was the same weekend that mama mia came out was it <laughs> yeah <laughs> the first oh, mama, poor mia. mama mia yeah it <laughs> And I remember there were like two screens because I think the theater had like 14 screens, 10 screens, something like that. And I think most of them were Batman and there maybe one or two where they were Mamma Mia. And oh. and my <laughs> friends were kind of joking with me going, hey, you know, we got the Mamma Mia tickets, you know, so we're going to go see Mamma Mia. I'm like, don't <laughs> don't don't fuck with me right now. We're going to Batman. You know, <laughs> today is not the day for that slander. Right. <laughs> don't need that bullshit today. But it, it was just like after the but then after the movie, we all just 
I was just stunned. Like, th- like, wow, this was just about perfect. You know, it was, uh, I mean, it was wild. So let me ask you this. This is, this is funny to me because for e- all th- three of the Nolan Batmans. I saw them each five times in the movie theater. Uh, <laughs> did you have a similar experience going multiple times? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the count, but it, I think it was four when all was said and done. Mm. The Dark Knight, uh, I want to say it was four also. I, I saw an opening night at midnight, which was the biggest midnight, midnight premiere I've ever seen, even same. till today. Yep, same. It was a 30 auditorium theater. I believe every auditorium was the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, it was it was massive, and uh, I went again that weekend, and I saw an IMAX. Yeah, I think it was like four times. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies that I think it doesn't necessarily require multiple viewings. You know what I mean? Like, um, like, uh, like Inception. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think I I think I only saw Inception once, but. When it came out on on, DV, on DVD, I watched it a bunch of times, like picking up on stuff yeah. as it was going. But um, but this movie, fairly straightforward for a Christopher Nolan film. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> it is, uh, but there are little things that you pick up when you watch it multiple times. Yeah. There are little details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just mean in the sense that that the narrative is fairly is is linear, where yes. all the <laughs> like all the other like even begins, you know, flashes back a lot. And mm-hmm. Inception is always doing some sort of flashback or whatever. And the prestige is just all over oh, the place. A, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> prestige and tenant go like hand in hand with uh, what is going on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but I think what, what made the film, what, what makes the film so great is the fact that it, it does, it, it honors the source material. It honors Batman and mm-hmm. the Joker and Two-Face even. Um, yeah. but it doesn't, and, and it's not talking down to anybody. Like I, I watched this movie feeling like, you know, like I kind of joked with you the other day. It's like, I feel, I almost feel like I'm watching an episode of law and order or something, <laughs> you know, like it's, um, it, there's something real about it and it, and it makes the Joker that much scarier in a lot of ways. It does. And I think that's one of the strengths of it because it doesn't like, it is a fantasy world, but it feels like it could be our world, which is kind of the beauty of Batman. No yeah. matter how crazy things get, it's always it always feels like oh this is possible. Yeah, and I think the Dark Knight really does capture it. Like you said, it's like watching Law and Order but with costume people. Yeah, and it, it's funny to think that how much, and it's it's pretty much with almost every almost every Batman movie. Uh, I think with I think Begins might be the exception that there was no backlash with a lot of the casting with Begins. Um, uh, I don't. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think so either. But. Uh, but this one, like Heath Ledger's announced and everybody <laughs> loses their minds, you know, like as he says, everybody loses their minds, you know, <laughs> but everybody did. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that first image because uh, it was like a teaser. It was just like a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first time I, I think the first time like a movie really used the Internet and used the fans to help promote the movie with the, you know, Harvey Dent rallies and the Joker stuff going on, the viral campaign. Um which was all just like so wild and really hasn't been replicated since. Like they're kind of trying to do it with the Batman now. And I don't feel the same sense of like, it's, it's getting my blood pumping and no offense to the Batman, which I think looks fantastic, but this one was just, it, it was on another level. You know what I mean? 
It's like lightning in a bottle in a way. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you remember, but to unlock that Joker picture, it unlocked pixel by pixel. I don't remember how it worked. I, I don't remember how, but I remember it was pixel by pixel. And we had to wait. I think it was like 48 hours to actually see the full face. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like expecting, There's a, that's part of his cheek. <gasps> that's amazing. You know, yeah. we're all going nuts over it. And then there was the pumpkin. You remember that? Yes. Yes. It was like a two-week process of watching this damn candle rot a pumpkin. And we yeah. all did it. Um, and and wasn't right. that wasn't that when the first trailer came out? Yes, I believe it was. It revealed something substantial, but I, I think it was the trailer. Yeah, yeah. And then there was like the scavenger hunts, which I went to one of those. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That re- revealed the big trailer with the Joker. Because remember that first trailer didn't have him in it. Yeah, it was just the the Batman logo, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the second one revealed like the mob um, luncheon or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I remember that because it was, it was a, it was a campaign poster for Harvey Dent, mm-hmm. and then it got vandalized by the right. Joker, um, which I thought was such a cool touch. Um, and then like it pixelated away, and you saw Heath's face, and I remember just staring at it, going, "This is different," and I and I kind of like. You know, I can't snap my fingers. I suck at this. But <laughs> but if I could snap my fingers, <laughs> then it was a moment of like, whoa, I get what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I I get it. And even if I didn't, not that I was predicting the movie or anything, but the idea of he's carving the smile into his face. And that seemed, it, it, not just seemed, but is it, in a lot of ways, way scarier than the smile just being permanently on his face from an acid dif- disfigurement or whatever. Um, which is also scary, but in this case, it was just like, wow, like I can't, I, you know, I, I, I think I know where they're going. I have an idea. I get it, but what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it was, it was just, it was, I mean, it's just massive, you know? And, and as a lifelong Batman fan, it was just like, and not, not even just Batman, but the Joker, like, okay, we're getting some, we're getting we're getting our due with the Joker here. Yeah, so I have a lot of opinions about the Joker's look. Okay. I mean, so when that first photo came out, I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it, but I was like, what are we doing here? This does not look like the Joker. Okay. And in that, in that first picture, the scars are really pronounced. Yeah. So that kind of threw me off. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there were the rumors that it was going to be makeup. I was like, I, I like the, per, you know, permanently white acid bath Joker. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, in Nolan's world, for a man to just wake up and say, hey, I'm going to cut my mouth up and put makeup on, that's terrifying. Yes. Yeah. So I kind of go back and forth on it. Also, I, I prefer him in motion as opposed to like stills and stuff. Like when Heath's doing his thing, all for it. If yep. I see a picture of it, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I, I kind of get that. Um, there is kind of a grunge look to him. And yeah. and I think that, you know, and, and all the behind the scenes stuff that has come out since, you know, or even during, like how immersed Heath Ledger was in the role yeah. and how seriously he took it and definitely how much fun he had with it. You know, I saw interviews with him before he passed that he was really excited. Like, I guess his, uh, that like Christmas break, uh, before he passed, he went home to us, uh, I guess, to Australia or whatever, and was telling his family he was all excited about the movie. And it's, and it's really tragic what happened and and obviously led to 
I think I, I think that's part of the reason the movie ended up being so big was there was a lot of morbid curiosity on people's part. Um, but it also just, you know, I mean, if that's the way you're going to go out with a movie role, then, you know, <laughs> um, what better way to go out laughing? Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I just, I remember that, that first trailer, um, the, the, the real teaser trailer, not just like the Batman symbol. Yeah. Um, the, um, as soon as it started, the, the voiceover with him and the look of him and everything, I was just like, my eyes just were, you know, wider than this computer screen right now, you know, just going, what is this? And, yeah. and feeling like, okay, like this is going to be, this is going to be something special. Um, and I think as far as like, you know, like Batman and the Joker, you know, I, I worked at a doctor's office at the time and I put up like the poster uh, like I printed out from my computer onto my onto my desk, and one of the doctors came up and was like, "Hey, can you help me with this real quick?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And he's like, "He's like, oh, they're doing the Joker again. That's kind of silly." And I was like, and I got kind of mad. I was like, "No, it isn't." Like, <laughs> like it's I'm talking silly. It's not like you shut up, Doctor Gibbs. Like <laughs> you're silly. Um, but it was so. But you know, I I think uh, it's like I think from like an outside point of view, I can kind of get where he's coming from. Like. There he did the Joker. Why are they doing the Joker again? It's like, yeah, but like it's the Joker. How could you not do the Joker? You well, know what I mean? You know, a lot of people actually thought the Dark Knight was a remake of '89. It, it's weird because in a lot of ways it kind of is. <laughs> it it kind of is. Yes, their first meeting, some similar beats, I guess. It, it simply throws them off a building. Yeah, it's similar. The but Harvey Dent. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not that far off, but it's just a, a funny thing that automatically that's where people's minds were like oh this is a remake because it's batman and the joker and begins does not exist to me yeah. so they're just going right for it uh, and that's that's such an interesting way to think of it too and it's and it's not terribly far off but um it's what i but i think the strength of all three of these movies is that i feel like they're fairly self-contained like you can watch all three of them as one unit mm -hmm. um or you can watch begins dark knight or rises separately and they all make sense they all work um, especially to me, like the dark Knight, I, I remember leaving the theater feeling like if we don't get another Batman movie with this crew and this cast, I think we're okay. That's how I felt too. I was like, okay, I got begins and I have this. I don't need another Batman movie. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, real quick. What are your thoughts on rises? Do you like rises? I don't love rises, but I like it most of the time. Okay. <laughs> Cause I, I think. The way I always put it, I think it's the weakest of the three, but it is. But me. but I say that thinking that if like Dark Knight is a 10, you know, Rises is maybe like an eight. You know what I mean? Like it's just uh that's just my feeling on that. But um but I get people's issues with it, but uh either way, off that topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, the 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 film to me just it it immediately like like right away with the bank heist you know with uh yeah. him kill you know him tricking everybody into killing each other and uh and driving off with the bus um and then uh that first scene with like the bat signal i mean i get i got chills immediately feeling like mm -hmm. this is an episode of the animated series isn't it like you see these clips of all these guys going no no man i can't like we're not doing this tonight. It's like, whoa, like Batman's not even real or whatever. And it's just, and I'm just like giddy going, oh, 
like that's Batman, you know, like, and then when he shows up uh, to thwart the, the drug deal with Scarecrow and, uh, and the, the Russian mob, you know, there, it's just so like, like, holy shit, like this, like they're doing it. They're going full on Batman. And even better than that, you know, like the movie just picks up from there, like Alfred teasing him about not being able to stitch up his own yeah. wounds, you know, <laughs> like, and I think that's the, the real strength of the movie is that of, of all three of them really is that there's there's genuinely funny gags in it like mm -hmm. for as overtly serious as all the movies are and they take themselves very seriously there are funny lines in it like the joker is actually he has funny lines in the movie and and that's i think that's strangely important to the character you know what i mean it is and it, it's 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 funny because like this joker particularly is a horrible human being oh yeah they, they don't hide it this is not a good guy Right. And when he says something funny, when you laugh, like, oh, should I have been laughing at that? Yeah. But it's funny. It's hard not to. Yeah. Um, like right at the beginning when he uh, he's like, you think you could steal from us and walk away? And he's just like, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, I remember laughing out loud in the movie theater. Like, that's a good line. <laughs> yeah, even when um, like now, now we know it's a Durker, but when you did know it's Durker and he says, you think he's out? You know, he shot so many bullets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Out? He just nods his head after a second. Like, that's funny. Yeah. Now it is because, you know, it's the Joker. Like, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it, I mean, the the movie doesn't it's it's interesting Like the, the movie doesn't shy away from the violence, although it does shy away from the blood. I think it's funny that all these people get shot. Nobody bleeds in this movie. They get, um, shot, they get stabbed. They get thrown off stuff. Yeah, like, nope, nobody bleeds. Um, so I guess that's how they kept their PG-13 rating. They uh, really walked a narrow line on that. One. They, they really did, because that first. I remember, you know, we're talking about like it, that there's parts that are very funny, but the when, um, you know, Dent and the mayor are talking and that fake Batman is is hung. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I, I told you I saw it five times in the movie theater. Literally all five times I jumped in my seat. It, I watched uh, it earlier and I still jumped. At home. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, it's it's genuinely scary because you don't see it coming. And I remember that scene was actually leaked not leaked, uh, like officially released online, mm -hmm. but that part wasn't because I remember watching it is this is I, there's a couple scenes from the Batman that's on um, on on like YouTube now that Warner Brothers has released. And I haven't yeah. watched any of them because I was like, I haven't either. I, I'm like, no, no, no. I, I've seen the trailers. I don't want to watch the TV spots. I don't want to watch the clips. None of that. I'll wait to the movie. You know, we've at this recording. We've got four weeks. You know, I can wait. Um, been waiting five years for this damn thing. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, it, so that scene ended with, you, you know, the clip they had online ended with, you know, the mayor saying, Oh, they're, they're going to come after you. You better be careful dent. And then it like cuts to black and says like the dark night in theaters this summer or whatever. And I remember like watching in the movie theater going like, Oh yeah, this is that scene. Like, Oh, this is a good scene. You know, these are good actors. And then it's just like, boom. And I was just, what the f <laughs> Um, and, and even the card on him says, will the real Batman please stand up? Do you remember the version that leaked, though, of that? No. Okay, so um, I don't remember how this happened, but there's an there was like an alternate version of that when they... He, it wasn't a, a safety pin. It was actually a knife that was stabbed through the fake Batman holding the card in place. Oh. But I, I guess that that was like, this is PG-13, sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got a CGI that fixed that a little bit. <laughs> Can you use uh, a safety pin? <laughs> so you'll still get the point across as long as people get the will the real Batman stand up joke. Um, right. But also that that first uh, 
excuse me, that first video that, the, that they made um, with, um, you know, with the Joker threatening the, the, the fake Batman um, is legitimately terrifying. And I remember <laughs> like my friends and I talking about the movie and my friend was like, yeah, the movie's so great. And this and that he's like, there's no way in hell they would actually show that on the news, though. That was terrifying. <laughs> and Heath Ledger shot that himself. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's another thing. He shot both of them himself, like, mm-hmm. um, which is really impressive. And and it adds to that realism that you can tell he's, but he's in character. The camera is shaking. And mm-hmm. and and I was like, dude, that that actor playing, you know, the 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 Batman guy is just you know he, there's no acting required that that would be terrifying <laughs> um, yeah and i guess uh, when joker invades the the harvey dent party michael kane was supposed to say something mm. but forgot because he that was the first time he'd ever seen heath in makeup um and i and i love that i love little bits trivia bits like that because it just i can only imagine being like uh like what was my line what was i supposed to say and christopher nolan going keep it that looks that looks amazing (laughs) yeah i love trivia like that too especially that one just because it's it speaks volumes about the presence that heath ledger had on set as the joker yeah yeah um i i remember feeling like you know every it's it's like every movie right you know they talk about oh this movie's gonna be great and it's you know the fans are gonna love it and this and this and this and this and and there's only a few times i feel like the actors are being genuine because of course they're going to say the movie's great when they're (laughs) promoting their movie. Because I remember watching the bits from Comic-Con for justice league and, (laughs) and Ben Affleck saying, guys, I've got the greatest job in the world. Like, you know, of course I'm not quitting. I'm, I'm going to be Batman. And I remember feeling like on the ground. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember feeling like, Oh, Ben, (laughs) like you're, (laughs) you're a good actor. You're just not a very good liar. (laughs) Um, But, you know, and I feel that way a lot of times watching these things, but that, but I remember reading interviews like with Gary Oldman, where he was like, there's like, this is something different. This is something special. And I was like, and even Robert Pattinson now, who is not afraid to just, you know, fuck with like any press that talks to him. And, you know, like how he said, I'm not working out for the movie. Why would I do that? And everybody's losing their minds. And I was just like, he's it's going to be fine guys. Like <laughs> he's ripped in that movie. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, look at it. Like the, the last trailer, like he had his shirt off and his back. I was like, his back has more muscles than my arm. Like, <laughs> like how is that it. possible? <laughs> I haven't seen the newest trailer. I'm avoiding it. <laughs> oh, uh, you'll just feel bad about yourself. So <laughs> that's probably uh, just another thing. reason to, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, the, uh, I think the great thing about, you know, I can say the great thing about this movie like 400 times throughout this podcast. Oh yeah. So if it's a, so if you're doing a drinking game, please don't because you will black out. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But um, one of the, uh, the strengths of this movie that I didn't even think about going in was Jim Gordon. I mean, he really, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just Gary Oldman giving a great performance, but this is like the first time, I mean, begins did a great job. But this elevates his character so much. And I remember when, like, right, you know, right when he got shot and or, you know, we think he gets shot. I remember thinking, no, he's not dead. Nope. <laughs> I was just like, I don't buy it. You can't trick me. You know what I mean? Like uh, it just but it was a good enough 
fake out for at least for us as the audience that there was that as the movie was going on, I was like, did they really just kill him? No, they didn't. <laughs> and, you know, it's and and then as it goes on, I was like, OK. And then when he comes back, it's like this triumphant return. Yeah. And and I love when, you know, he has the moment with his son. Um, so, you know, did Batman save you, daddy? He's like, actually, this time I saved him. And I just remember like smiling during that going, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> this is one of those movies where I have a hard time not smiling while watching it, like through the entire thing. Yeah. It's just an experience. And that particular scene always, I love that one with just him and his son. It's really well done. But yeah. the Gordon fake out, like, I remember that in the end, I was like, they would not kill Gordon. No one's not killing Gordon. Yeah. But then, like, something happens so quickly, you can't really process it. Like, hey, the Joker doesn't have makeup on. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you kind of, like, for me, I kind of forgot about it for a second. And then as it was going, I was like, hey, wait, wait a minute. Is Gordon really dead like you? It's like, is Gordon, did they really do this? Yeah. Yeah. And, and to see him come back with such, like, a vindicative moment, like, yes, he's, he's alive. Yeah. It, and I think, Gordon's story, you know, for us saying that Rises is the weakest, I think Gordon's story got better and better as the movies went on, mm-hmm. um, which is such a, and I'm really looking forward to Jeffrey Wright's take because it was, it really wasn't until the Dark Knight movies, it really wasn't until Batman Begins that I didn't care about the Jim Gordon character, you know, like you were really? talking about, yeah, like you were talking about the 66 show and, and I always felt like in the, in the original films and the 66 show and even the animated series, I just felt like Jim Gordon was just kind of the, he's just like the guy that goes, all right, he's like, all right, we better call Batman kind of a thing, as opposed to the guy who's going to get his hands dirty and actually like do police work. Um, the, the joke I made, there was an episode of the uh, 66 show. I don't remember which one, but, um, you know, Gordon calls, you know, Wayne Manor and Alfred picks up. He says, he's like, oh, you know, Batman and Robin are on holiday. And and he looks at Chief O'Hara and he's like, we're on our own. I was like, oh, no, you have to do actual police work. <laughs> you have to do something today. <laughs> it's like, Get yeah. O'Hara in the car and go. Right. And I think it and I. So it really wasn't until these movies that I started to feel like, oh, I I get Gordon's character now. And, and sure, there's plenty of great comics with Gordon out there that. I just hadn't read, I guess. And I've since been reading uh, since the movie, I mean, but you know, the movie just did a great job of saying all of these people are real. They're all going through this and they're all dealing with it differently too, um, which is really, really spectacular. To me, that's like what sets the dark Knight trilogy apart from any other Batman film we've got Mm -hmm. or any film featuring him even is because you care about the characters out of their costumes or, you know, when they're not fighting or something like yeah. Bruce is a real character that I care about. Yep. Gordon's tra- trajectory. I care about that. Yep. I love that version of Gordon. Yep. Same thing with like Rachel Dawes or um, just any character he introduces. They have a really grounded personality that which the fantastical elements just kind of accent. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And uh, and I have to say that I think uh, like the Rachel character is, is sort of. Uh, I don't know how to put it, I guess just, you know, the, not, not a well-utilized character. I think, uh, I think Maggie Gyllenhaal gets to do a little bit more than Katie Holmes did. Um, but it's cause it's important for this character. I, I think to not just be the part of a love triangle, but she actually gets to be part of the action, you know, like she's interrogating Lau 
mm-hmm. you know, she's, you know, with the poli- with the police trying to figure out what's going on with, you know, w- like how to track down the Joker and stuff. She she gets actual stuff to do in it. And I and I love the it's such a good moment where, you know, Dent's like, you know, is there anyone we can trust? And she's like, well, we can trust Bruce. And it's such a nice like, I know we can trust him because he's Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and honestly, I think, you know, a, a great part of the movie is after, you know, she dies. Spoiler for a 14 year old movie. Um, no. and, <laughs> um, Alfred reads the letter mm-hmm. and uh, and her voiceover during like kind of the the aftermath of the Joker's attack on Harvey and everything is. I mean, it's just perfect in that moment because we're we're getting her final words where she says, you know, I love you, Bruce. You're my friend, but you're always going to be Batman. And I can't, you know, deal with that because there's truth to that. You know, like Bruce kind of proved it time and time again throughout throughout the movie, throughout the trilogy, really, that mm-hmm. it's he like he, he's as much of Batman as he is Bruce Wayne. You know, um, if that makes any sense, that sounds weird. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I think that the, the trilogy it really does play with the idea of which one is the mask. Yes, I, I really liked the way Nolan did that because you really don't know with these films. Mm-hmm. And I think that having Bruce, you know, openly say he's like, you know what, like criminals aren't co- complicated. We just got to figure out what he wants. Mm-hmm. And and Alfred's like, no, 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 like this, this is somebody you don't understand. And he talks about his, uh, you know. I guess when he was in the army or something with something and, like that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, my, my best friend, Jesse, who's been on the show a few times. Uh, I remember we were watching it and he made this joke where he was just like, I just think Bruce would just look at Alfred and go, that never fucking happened, dude. You've worked with my family your whole life. Like, like really <laughs> though. <laughs> what do you, what do you mean you were in Burma? I know you weren't. <laughs> How old were you if you were in Burma? Were you like 10? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that, that, moment is so pivotal for bruce and and there's really not a wasted shot in this film which is rare for any film really um you know having bruce kind of take what alfred said in and then look at and then look at the screen with the joker laughing and and he's like processing it like well then how do i beat him how do i stop him and and the interrogation scene, which I'm sure you and I could talk about for the next three hours. Oh man. Um, I could do a whole show just on that. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, you know, he just starts punching him and it just doesn't work. Like he can't phase him. Yeah. And I think that that's so, and again, another behind the scenes tidbit that I guess Christian Bale actually did punch Heath in the (laughs) face by accident. Um, And he just laughed it off. It's like, and I just remember being like, Jesus, dude, I, I was, you know, when I was in high school, I wasn't a, in a in a Shakespeare show and uh, and I like and I I tried to hold in a sneeze and a booger flew out of my nose <laughs> and I just spent the rest of the scene just like this with my hand over my mouth just trying not to laugh I didn't have any dialogue for the rest of the scene and everybody else like on stage saw it I don't know if the audience saw it but everybody else on stage saw it and was trying not to laugh and as soon as we got out of there everybody called me snot rocket for a while <laughs> <laughs> So, needless to say, um, if I got punched in the face doing a movie, I would be like, okay, we need to stop. I just got punched in the face, like, uh, by Batman. <laughs> I, was say, I think if Bale, with the intensity, he was Batman in that scene, if I got punched in the face, I'd probably be dead. I don't yeah. know how that didn't, like, knock Ledger out. I, he was going at it. Yeah, 
yeah or like break his jaw off or something, something. yeah <laughs> um because no like, one doesn't really leave things on the floor so that take is probably in the movie i think it is um and it's just i mean it's such a wild scene to begin with because it it starts off you know it's it, it starts off just gordon and and joker and the only light is the lamp mm-hmm. on the table and then they turn the lights on and batman's been there the whole time again like just they do so many of those bits where i'm just like i'm just like giddy going he was there the whole time you know <laughs> that's batman <laughs> and and i think there's so there's the three main men in the film with gordon dent and batman and when the Joker talks to all three of them, he can't um, like not, n- all three of them just sit there listening to him. None of them can argue with him. Mm-hmm. It's such a, and it's, it, it, it makes the, the scenes or that's those, those, um, those uh, scenes that much more intense and terrifying. Another thing, I guess I didn't realize until like a second or third viewing going, they're not, saying anything back they're not going oh you're wrong no it's not like that you know like they're just kind of taking in what he's saying and going i don't know what to say i don't know how to how to fight him on this you know what i mean he makes some solid points yeah um that we kind of see come to fruition later on right um and i think it's and i think what the you know what the film does so beautifully is that there's so many there's a bunch of scenes of batman like you know uh, after Gordon gets shot, Batman interrogating uh, Maroni and mm-hmm. uh, Dent interrogating uh, the polka dot man, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, he wasn't the, I mean, the Wendy's man. guy. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the Wendy's guy. <laughs> uh, you know, and and it's such an interesting thing where it's like is and Batman kind of calls Dent out on it. But it's like, why is it OK for Batman to do it? But not Dent, you know, um, there's a real. um a real philosophical debate going on within the audience in that mm-hmm. moment. You know what I mean? Like really fantastic stuff. Yeah. That's the, so the dark Knight at the service level. Yes. It's a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm going to anger some cinephiles with this one, but it's so well layered. It, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying that it's, it's like, Oh, it's top tier cinema or something. I'm just saying there's a lot to it. And yep. Nolan brought those sensibilities and he makes them work. You know, yep. it doesn't feel like it's going over your head. It yep. feels like it's going right where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And that's one another strength of this film. Because I could say the, the many strengths of this film for a long time because it, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, it. I think what the, the film does really well is it just doesn't, like, let off the gas, you know, mm-hmm. like from that first bank heist, you know. And, and this is why I say Rises is the weakest because I do feel like there's times in Rises where, I feel like, oh, I feel like I've been sitting here for a while. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but I don't feel that way when I'm watching The Dark Knight. Like, suddenly I I, I just, it, and not that I space out when I'm watching it, but I feel like, oh, we're here already. Oh, this is already happening. Oh, this is going on. Um, that, you know, the first time I saw it, I just remember my jaw being on the floor going, like, this this movie is just not letting up. Even in the quieter moments, you know, like Dent and Rachel um, talking to each other, it's just this like harrowing scene. And I remember as soon as that scene started, my first thought was she's going to die. Like, <laughs> like she's dead. And, and I remember seeing this interview with Jonathan Nolan who, and he said that that was a trope that he was surprised nobody had done before. 
He's like, the hero always saves the girl. Say, like, well, what if this time he doesn't? You know, how does that affect the rest of the movie? And and sure, it's kind of a women in refrigerators kind of a moment, but <laughs> it but it, at the same time, it's just that scene is just so so damn good that you're just like even though I I knew what was going to happen, I'm like on the edge of my seat, like clawing at the <laughs> at the armrest, going, but but it's not going to happen, right? Like I'm wrong, right? And of course I was right, you know, like like she's gone. I only had one guess before the movie came out, like of what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. My one guess was that Rachel was dying. <laughs> the reason I guessed that was because they cast Maggie Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. who I don't mean to pick on Katie Holmes or her fans, but we're talking two different cal- calibers of actress. Yes, yeah. So I, I figured, okay, they cast Maggie Gyllenhaal for a reason, and it's not just to be a love interest. This Rachel's going to do something important. It's probably going to be death. Yeah. And, and I think, um, and this was the first time I had ever seen Aaron Eckhart in a movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, wait, let me take that back. I take that back. Um, I do take that back because um, I saw Thank You for Smoking, but the only reason I watched that was because he was in The Dark Knight. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a great movie, though, and he's I, fantastic. I, I love that movie. I just watched it a couple weeks ago, actually. I forget. It was, I think it was on Netflix or something. Um but yeah, so it was a great movie. Jason mm-hmm. Reitman's a genius. Um, but uh, I remember thinking, you know, while watching the movie going, and, and even afterwards, to this day, I, I say, this is my favorite Harvey Dent story. Um, my mm-hmm. favorite Two-Face story. Because to me, the Two-Face character doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> really? It's like, it just it just in the sense that he's a, like, you're going to be a good guy crusading for justice and then all of a sudden turn to crime you know so it's like it kind of works on paper but in this version i think it it, it works the best for, for my version of the character because it's like here's this man that was so passionate that he knew like he was so dead set that i'm gonna come after the mob and they're gonna back down and i'm gonna win and when that didn't happen it broke him mm-hmm. um versus you know just it, it breaking him anyway Although I do admit that uh, the Long Halloween's amazing too. So <laughs> he, he's one of my favorite villains. Period. <laughs> he is a great character, and I think he just it, as long as he's written right, you know, like because I think like sometimes it's fun to do like the the two crimes, you know, like yeah. that works in the cartoons and stuff. But um, other times it's just like yeah, I, but I love the uh, like Dark Victory, like Long Halloween, the um, the the really. Um, the tortured the the tortured angry harvey dent that just like things just aren't going right for him and he's trying so hard to save gotham city whereas like batman kind of understands that this is a never-ending battle but harvey kind of doesn't get that you know yeah harvey sees it more as an absolute kind of thing like okay we're gonna do it this one time then we're all gonna have rainbows and cake afterward (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. And that's just not the way it turns out. He's a tragic character, and I think that's how you do him the best. Because going into the transformation, he should it should be a tragic thing. But afterward, when he reemerges and that big bad horror pers- persona, uh, persona is taken over, mm. he's not supposed to be sympathetic anymore. No. And this one, I mean, this version doesn't mess with the big bad horror stuff, which is fine. I like the way Nolan did it here. Yeah. Uh, my only complaint really is I want more Two Face. <laughs> I want more of this Two Face. I, I totally agree. And I, I think the original plan was to have Two-Face be the villain for the third film. But 
but Nolan was like, no, I think we can fit it in this film. And I think it, you know, and I agree with you that I wish we'd gotten more of it, but it I think, I, I think it does work in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some, I remember some people kind of complaining about it. And I remember, I think it was like an entertainment weekly review that was like, there's not enough two face. And in my head, I was like, I, I think we can only say that as two face fans, because I think what the movie gave us was, was the right amount, you know, this I, I, this story did it well enough in my opinion no i agree with that even though like i say i want more i also wouldn't trade what we got really because i love the way it works out where mm. you think joker is actually the villain but he's not yeah joker is an accessory the real villain is kind of like in a way it's gotham because gotham has turned harvey into this yeah yeah so that that also may just be a deeper meaning kind of thing i don't know <laughs> it's uh it's an interesting way to put it um and i never thought of it that way that's cool um that's really like that was kind of scott snyder's whole creed throughout his uh his batman run <laughs> was that gotham was a, a breeding ground for heroes and villains a little bit uh it's a hell site <laughs> yes <laughs> and it, it, it's interesting take because you, you like we talked about before you know you see the two sides of you know like like batman interrogating harvey interrogating and the way batman goes about something versus the way harvey goes about something and it just and you understand why Harvey would break, but not Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that we kind of see all three of the guys. We see Harvey break. We see Gordon bend, you know, where he's like kind of losing his mind towards the end of the movie. Like one of my favorite bits is at the, you know, before the final battle with the Joker, when he's screaming, you know, we have to save Dent. I have to save Dent. I, you, you just feel Gordon just slipping and, but Batman doesn't. Batman's like, I know what needs to be done and I'm going to go do it. Um, I mean, like privately, we see him kind of waver, but he doesn't. There's no like Spider-Man no more kind of a moment. You know what I mean? No, uh, we, don't, we don't get that with him. I mean, like a little Surprisingly. bit. Yeah, we get a little bit of it. But we I, I love the, uh, you know, when Dent says, I am the Batman. And Bruce mm-hmm. like kind of immediately figures it out and goes, OK, I know what to do. Um, and you know, that's such a great moment. And I think Dent has such great moments with the press, you know, uh, <laughs> like when he's like, Oh, he's like, you were in the office. We're working with Batman all along. He's like, no, I just counted on him to do the right thing, which was saving my ass. You know, <laughs> Aaron Eckhart was the perfect Harvey Dent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really think so. I know a lot of people made fun. He's blonde. Harvey Dent can't be blonde. Who cares? It, those, a lot of those arguments are just so arbitrary. It just, they are. I mean, you know, he, he's perfect. Well, you know, it's, it's like the Joker. It's like they, they took away they took away a lot of the gags. There's no like you don't have any like the laughing gas or like yeah. the this, you know, the Joker cars that are actually like throwing stars or whatever. You know, you can take away all of that and it's still the Joker. And I love that they still managed to have like Two-Face have a two, you know, two-tone suit. Yeah. Like that, that was works. that was I, I, that was I think that was like my third or fourth viewing. I caught that. I was like, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, he didn't have a two-tone suit. And then like later I was like watching it. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yes, he does. That's 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 burned. That's so cool. Yeah, it's half burnt. Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing with comic movies in general. I mean, we I think we as fans forget that every writer who tackles an issue of the book does their own thing with it. Mm-hmm. So it makes perfect sense to for movies to do their own thing. Yeah. Now I say that and I'm also one of those people, well, he's gotta have green hair, but you know. <laughs> It is what it is. It's, you know, I could see both sides. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, 
it, and I, I part of what makes me laugh about it is that thinking about like the the Joker movie that came out, mm-hmm. I, I sometimes I laugh thinking, you know, what's funny about this movie is that it feels like I, I really like the movie and everything. I think it's great. But it also like I almost feel like like Christopher Nolan kind of ruined the Joker a little bit. You know, and I say that I say that <laughs> lovingly because it's like, well, here's another version of the Joker where he's just in makeup and green and the green hair is fake as opposed to like it perma white, you know, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You could say like Arthur Fleck is basically Ledger's Joker in a way. In a way. I yeah, mean, yeah. They're, they're similar enough, but you know, the funny thing about that one too, is I don't like Joker at all. I, I didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But when I look at Joaquin Phoenix in the makeup, I do say, Oh, that's the Joker. Yeah. No, I, I totally Makeup agree at that. all. I mean, yeah, that's the Joker. That's cool. So. And it, and I think it, you know, I mean, I've I, I I've done a couple episodes of the show about that movie because I love that movie, but um, and I respect you not liking it, of course. Um, kind of, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Maybe a little bit, <laughs> but uh, you know, I th- this is also the kind of movie that lends itself really well to um, to fan theories, and I think mm-hmm. my my favorite, you know, and I love looking up stuff like this. One of my favorite fan theories that I totally subscribe to is. Um, uh, you know the movie The Rock with Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. Yeah, love uh, that movie. I my the fan theory I totally subscribe to is that that's a secret James Bond sequel that Connery. Oh that's, yeah, yeah, that's Connery's James Bond. Uh, and I remember I telling love that too. Yeah, I, I remember telling my sister that, and she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And another fan theory that like it's barely a theory; it's kind of on the nose. Like the first Scream movie that Billy and Stu are homosexual. I'm like, oh, there's definitely something going on there. <laughs> I haven't um, thought about that one, but okay. I, yeah, I can see that. But in, in, the one that I think it, you know makes the most amount of sense is this version of the Joker, uh, since we never get his real origin, which again is perfect for the character. Yeah. Um, origin. Right. Um, is uh, that he was a soldier in Afghanistan and it kind of messed mm-hmm. him up. And it, which it makes perfect sense. That's why he could build all these bombs. That's why he's so good with guns and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and why he can handle himself in being interrogated by Batman, you know, um, it's because, you know, he's seen and done, probably done waterboarding on terrorists, you know? Um, and I, I, I read that theory and I just immediately went, yep, I, I get it. Cause you can tell that this, this version of the Joker is a young guy, you know, like Heath yeah. Ledger was 27 at the time they made the movie at 28, whatever. Um, and that's fairly young to be this, deranged you know <laughs> so something had to have happened that snapped him to the point where it's now like okay there here's the world as i see it it's just all chaos it's all you know it's all nonsense none of it means anything but you know but it's also funny how you know that's kind of his creed but it's also he's but he's still such a hypocrite with that because of yeah. course he's planning stuff out of course like you know things have to kind of go a certain way for his plans to work. And it's really, really twisted and really scary just how, how smart he is, you know? But that's kind of the way the Joker is in comics. Like a lot of people think he is just all gags and laughing gas and laughing fish and whatnot, but he's incredibly intelligent. That would, that's what makes him dangerous. Yeah. And that's something the movie did really well as they captured that. But I've never heard that theory about him being a soldier. That's, pretty cool i didn't think about that before yeah uh, it's there's i mean there's some wackadoodle stuff i've read out there like one i one theory i read was that 
when Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne dies, he becomes Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, I was I like, I love that. <laughs> I, I, like maybe on a surface level I do, but then I'm like, I don't know. Like those two movies should be separate, but you know, they should be. But I think I love, I'm, I'm going to, that's my, my new head cannon. <laughs> Fair I enough. Like Fair enough. We'll see what happens in the flash and Batgirl after Michael Keaton. <laughs> it's, it's a Beetlejuice origin movie. That's the secret. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I mean, the, the real strength of the movie is, you know, strangely, the movie itself, um, mm-hmm. where a lot of times I feel like, you know, what makes like the, the first Avengers movie work is is the cast, you know, because that's a great cast. And the plot is fairly simple. You know, they they get together. They got to fight the bad guy. The bad guy gets away and then they got to team up again, um, which is all well and good. I'm not knocking that movie at all. Um, b- but this movie, what makes it work is the fact that everything is working, you know, from the opening scene, like the opening to the ending with kind of the, the juxtaposition of how Batman is portrayed or as, maybe not portrayed. What's the word I'm looking for? Like how he's viewed by Gotham city. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we're at the beginning, like everybody's afraid of him. Like the criminals are afraid of him, but by the end of it, the, the citizens are afraid of him. Um, and, and it all works really well. And I remember thinking when I left the movie feeling like, I need to process that ending because I don't know if I like the idea that that Batman's seen as the bad guy now. Mm-hmm. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, but if we're going with this like realistic version of Batman, that would be how it would go, wouldn't it? I think so. I, I think that when you hear this vigilante doing all this stuff, you have to wonder at some point, is it what if he turns on us? Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. kind of what you get at the end. Like, oh, he did turn on us. Yeah. And and it's and I think that that follow up with Dent's story in The Dark Knight Rises was really great, how it mm. kind of ruined both Bruce and Gordon. Um, but but again, if, if this had just been the end, like our headcanon could have gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think watching the end of this movie, I was like, no, like this is like this is right. This is the way this movie needed to end, because, you know, Batman admitting that you know, he straight up says, I'm whatever Gotham needs me to be. And, you know, he says like they would have like this, the city would fall apart without Dent. So I'll take the fall. And that's a Batman thing to do, you know. It is. And it doesn't have a happy ending. Most superhero films have some type of happy ending. There's yeah. nothing happy about this other than James Gordon Jr.'s alive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which that's, you know, that's it. if you've read the Black Mirror, you know that's maybe that's not a good thing. But <laughs> you know, for the time being, it's happy. Yes, yes. There's a there's a bitter sweetness to it um, that I think is really fantastic. It, it the movie ends the way it, it needed to end, and it's it's interesting you talking about um, the you know different writers doing their different takes on the stories, and it's like yeah, you know we. Uh, this this was this was their this was their story this was the one they uh this was the one they needed to they felt like they had to tell that's that's kind of what's interesting about the nolan trilogy because yeah i mean we could argue back and forth about you know nolan changed this or this wasn't the way i wanted it he wasn't perma white harvey died too quick bane's voice is stupid whatever (laughs) 
<laughs> when yeah. you get a, a filmmaker is supposed to take what they think will make a compelling story for the fans and for the general audience and make it work, make it coherent, make it entertaining. Yeah. And that's what Nolan did. He cherry picked the best things out of Batman lore and he made it work for a, a new audience an existing audience, however you want to put it. And really, I think the only one that's debatable is rises for people. Mm-hmm. Most seem to genuinely love begins in dark nights. It's rises where it gets murky. Which is, uh, which I think is fair because it's a different, you know, it's, it's an ending, you know, which is a different beast. Yeah. Which we've never really had with kind of any of these superhero movies. You know, we don't get to see them with a happy, happily ever after, mm-hmm. um, which I argue is, is fine. Like, you know, can, can we just let Batman he's, he's earned the rest kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, but I, but I love the way you put that, that, you know, he, he cherry picks what, what he thinks, what, what works for him, what he thinks are the best parts mm-hmm. and, and makes it work for his story because I think that the story is so good and it's like on paper already, it's great, you know, and then filming it, it's great. And then we get into the actual movie and we get to see the way that they went um, with the story. And it's great. Like, you know, I feel like Nolan is one of those rare filmmakers where, you know, they talk about like, there's three different movies, right? There's the one you write, the one you shoot and the one you Mm -hmm. edit. But I feel like with Nolan, it's like, it's a consistent thing, you know? And I sort of wish more filmmakers were like that. You know, it's like, if this is where we're, if this is the script, this is the movie. And that's what we're going to see. And of course things change, you know, like, like, you know, the, within the hospital blowing up, you know, there's that, it's kind of a goof that, um, that it didn't blow up the way it was supposed to. So he kind of went with it and, and Nolan kept it in the movie, you know, Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, you don't plan for that, but it uh, it works really well. And another thing I want to touch on real quick before we wrap up here is Christian Bale's public Bruce Wayne is perfect. Like mm-hmm. he's hilarious and stupid and it's amazing. You know, like uh, when he saves uh, the Mr. Reese guy who we, we all were like, is that the Riddler? His name is Mr. Reese, you know, <laughs> um, like it's it's such a funny bit when, you know, it, it's I think it's the first time Gordon has a scene with um, um, with Bruce Wayne as opposed to scenes with Batman. Is it? I, I, I thought they had a scene in Begins. I thought they did. Maybe I'm wrong. I think he's only he only talks to him when he's Batman. In you in, might be right. Um, yeah, because uh, you know when he's like, "Oh, it's Mr. Wayne," you know, like he's like, "Oh, I was just trying to catch the light," you know, and <laughs> so I I just love that. And one of the best lines in the entire movie is when uh, Reese is like, you know, it's like, "Oh no, they're trying to kill me," and he says, "Well, maybe Batman can save you." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, so just. You know, his I mean, his Bruce Wayne, just the perfect blend of just idiot and socialite. It's it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> you know, it's fine. I'm glad you brought him up because a lot of people don't talk about Christian Bale that much in this movie. He gets overshadowed by Ledger's Joker or Eckhart's um, Harvey. But I love Christian Bale as, as Batman. To me, he is my Batman. You know, mm-hmm. he is my favorite. He's the best to me. And I think in, in both, well, all three films, but in this one especially, he has some great material to work with. Oh, yeah. Like that scene with Reese 
after the crash and that nod he gives Reese. Yeah. Like, you know, I know. <laughs> no, yeah. That's, that's great. Or the scene after Rachel dies and he's sitting there like depressed on that chair. Yeah. He's like talking to Alfred and Alfred knows, bro, you're, you're wrong here. Yeah. He's going after Dent. I mean, he's got some great stuff here and he just shines because he really got the character. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think they all did, you know, it's like, like, you know, they quote unquote understood the assignment. Right. And yeah. <laughs> another unsung hero gets overlooked, you know, again, real quick before we wrap up is, uh, is Morgan Freeman, you know, who, yes. you know, I, that's my favorite. I, I think it, it's my favorite Morgan Freeman scene. I think in any movie barring like Shawshank Redemption or maybe the Lego movie, because he's hilarious in that uh, when he looks at Reese and he says, let me get this straight. You know, you, you think your client it, who is one of the richest men in the world is secretly a vigilante who beats people up and you want to blackmail him. He's just like, good luck. And it's just, it's just such a perfect moment that I remember in the movie theater when he, when Reese shows up with those blueprints, I was like, Oh boy, how are they going to get out of this one? And as soon as he says all that, I was like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, like who, who, nobody put that logic, logic together. Like, Oh, he's right. Yeah. Lucius like, is right. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you, you're going to try and blackmail like, batman like the guy who kind of makes a living off of kicking the crap out of people <laughs> yeah, he spends his night beating criminals to a pulp with his bare hands yes yes <laughs> um oh, it's just so so perfect um and you know and I, I i love that the the movie just i mean it hit all the right notes and i felt like like uh like lucius getting the help in the end like yeah. help batman in the end is uh it's such a good moment because you, you just, you see where Gordon's coming from. You see where Lucius is coming from when he's like, this is wrong what we're doing here. And Batman's pushed to his limit where he's like, I can live with doing this with spying on the people of Gotham. If it means we catch the Joker mm-hmm. um, where Lucius is like, I can't do that. Um, although it, it, and I will say that that's the issue I have with going into rises is like, shouldn't we have like explained why Lucius came back? Like, I guess we can overlook it, but it's fine. You know, whatever. I mean, he said as long as the machine is working, he won't be there. So when the machine breaks down, like, oh, okay, I could say. Oh. Yeah, that, Ten- that was that was the agreement. <laughs> Ten years I've been sitting here going, I don't know about that. And you just you just nailed it for me. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> as long as this machine is working, I will not be some. He says something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. Um, oh, that, that, that makes perfect sense. You know. All right. So the more uh, you know, and then like that rainbow goes over. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why you're here, Chris, because you <laughs> you're like you're like no, JJ, you're an idiot. This is why <laughs> you didn't say it, but I saw it in your eyes. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, so I do. So I did give you a little bit of homework here. Um, and, uh, so, um, as far, so the questions I had for you, uh, the, the way I like to answer, uh, ask this question is what is your favorite non Batman movie starring Batman, which is a long winded way of saying what's your favorite Christian Bale movie that American is American psycho. <laughs> Good answer. Yes. Uh, that's, that's uh-huh. mine as well. <laughs> that's that movie is just insane from top to bottom <laughs> it is it is and, and yeah. the funny thing is when i watched i was like hey this guy looks like batman <laughs> um the i think the only reason i watched that movie was because i heard he was cast as batman 
And oh, really? yeah. And then I was like, I, I you know, I want to check this guy out. You know, it <laughs> like a, like a, like a dad going like, well, let me talk to the boyfriend of my daughter here <laughs> for a few minutes. So it's like, yeah, if you're going to play Batman, let me approve first, you know? <laughs> well, did he pass the test? Yes, uh, he did okay. uh, for sure. Um, although Bateman is nothing like Batman or Bruce Wayne. Um, but Depends uh, on what Batman you're reading, maybe. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that. I was like, hey, he looks like Batman. I, I, I watched it when it came out, and I was impressed by it. That's what I knew him from before. I Yeah, I don't think I knew him before. Or if I did, I forgot. Um, he, was, he was the villain Shaft, which... I, I think I saw, but I didn't remember at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember him in it. Um, he was in a couple of things. I, I think Reign of Fire came out before Begins. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I love Reign of Fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never I've never seen either of those movies actually. Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing the trailers for Reign of Fire and thinking it looked really cool. Uh, it's terrible, but it's fun. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. Um. So. Um. So uh, next question: What? Um, so someone who's watching this movie and is a big fan is now turning into a Batman fan. What comics are you recommending to them um, after, after watching this? Whenever someone asks me, where do I start with Batman? It's the same answer. The long Halloween. Mm-hmm. That is a perfect Batman story for any beginner because it lays the groundwork for everything you need to know. It gives you a little bit of each villain and a fun mystery to follow along with. It's a complete win-win. Laura would love you. <laughs> Lauer, yeah, Lauer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I also I love that the, the movie very much takes from the long Halloween. You know, I mean, the look, the look of Dent as Two Face, mm-hmm. and uh, and even you know the the scene on the rooftop with the three guys, you know, looks like the long Halloween um, at the beginning of the book. I remember like in the movie theater, you know, just my jaw on the floor. Just something as simple as that. I was like, yes, yes. I like, was too. yeah. <laughs> when I rewatched me, I'm still like that because that was something I really wanted to see. You know, as soon as we heard Dent was in, it was like, oh, they got to do the rooftop. They got to yeah. do it. Yeah. I did. <laughs> uh, one of the stills that came out before the movie was him standing next to the bat signal. Oh, yeah. And I thought, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I wonder what's going to, I wonder what that scene is going to be. And it's, it's just, a, it's a quick scene, but it's pivotal. You know, they also, um, if I remember, they recreate the dialogue from Long Halloween, like that little bit at the end where he does that. I think that's from Long Halloween. We might I, need to contact Lauer on that. <laughs> I, I think it's something similar, at least, where it's just like, like he says, like, yeah, you get used to it or something like that. Something um, like yeah, it's similar. Yeah, yeah. And I, and again, a, another funny gag where, like, I remember laughing, thinking, like, I, I love that they're, they're doing the disappearing act that mm-hmm. the other Batman movies didn't really touch on as well, you know. No, because I mean, Gordon wasn't a factor. The Pat Hingle, Gordon is, I mean, he's kind of like Gordon in name. Right. Or, or you know what, he, he's more like the 66 Gordon. He's yeah. just kind of not there. Yeah, he just, he's just, you know, turn on the signal, let Batman deal with it kind of thing. Or no. O'Hara. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, and uh, so what what are you, you know, final question here, What what are you hoping to see from the franchise going forward, you know, we have, we have so much to look forward to, not just with the Batman, but with Michael Keaton coming back and, um, you know, the, the potential there, like with the Batgirl movie that's coming to HBO max, like, um, there's, there's a lot to look forward to as a Batman fan. There is. And this is a loaded question because mm-hmm. like the Batman franchise, I think it, we haven't seen it yet, but I, it looks great. You know, I'm very, very excited for it. Yeah. Um, so, Depending what happens in this, 
I just want to see it to continue. I want to see what else Reeves wants to do with it mm-hmm. and what Pattinson wants to keep doing. But from what we've seen so far, I like it. And yeah. if this is what they want to do going forward, like this kind of grounded um, Batman the Animated Series, kind of like the Crow sort of world yeah. type game. Uh, as far as like the, the Keaton stuff, I'm, I'm not exact. So I, I'm very excited to see him in the Flash. Mm-hmm. It's the after I don't know about, but I'm still very excited because I want to see what they do with it. You know, yeah. I'm always in that mindset. Let's wait and see before we all cry wolf. Sure. That's just kind of the way I like to do it. And so I'm just waiting to see, but I am very, very excited for Batgirl too. Um, I I think Leslie Grace looks amazing in the costume. She does. I um, love that suit. I'm, I'm very excited. It, it's actually, I, I said this, uh, I think I said this on Twitter, that it, it's actually one of my least favorite costumes from the comics, but I think she pulls it off very well. Um, it translates surprisingly well. It, it does. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's just one of those weird things where like, you know, I, I remember the the first screen test we saw of um, of Pattinson, you know, mm-hmm. where it had the the Michael Gucciano. I'm sure I'm butchering his name. Uh, you know, I could say it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm close enough. I'm sure that Michael Score. Let's say that. <laughs> uh, you know, where it was just you know it was the red and the and we were all speculating like, oh, like what what you know, what is the suit made of? Is that the you know is that the gun that killed the Waynes as as the Bat logo? Um, I just remember looking at it and my first thought was like, okay, first and foremost, it's Batman. I'm on board second. Mm-hmm. And then like, as I watched it, I was like, and, and would look at stills of it going, I don't know, like this is different and different can be so scary when it comes to these things. Right. Like, like you were talking about before with, you know, you prefer the Joker to be perma white and everything, mm-hmm. uh, which is totally valid. And, and, you know, but at the same time, it's like, let's, let's see, you know, yeah. Um, and when the first trailer came out fandom a couple years ago i was like yep i'm i'm sold we're good it's yeah it's time for the batman (laughs) yeah that trailer like i wasn't like i like this i didn't hate the suit i was like okay this is cool it's different i love the collar i like the cowl i don't really understand what's going on with the torso but let's see it yeah 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 and then you see it in the trailer when it's in motion it's lit the proper way and it's it's a gorgeous suit and now like leading up to it every still i've seen since like I love that thing. I have the action figure, the Lego version of it, the regular version. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, I have the action figure over here actually on my on my windowsill, um, next to my Jason Fubuck Three Jokers Batman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I'm still waiting for that Funko to come in the mail though. Um, I went to I went to Target with my daughter yesterday actually, and I was like I was like okay, well we're gonna look for something for Daddy. And you can get a toy too. <laughs> yeah, I've done the same with mine. Like, okay, if they have the Batman stuff, I'm gonna get that, but mm. you can get something too. <laughs> yeah, it seems fair, you know. It, 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 you have to at that point. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, so she picked out a little Snow White thing that she was excited about, and then my target didn't have any Batman stuff. She was like, "They didn't have what you wanted," and she was like, "I'm sorry," and I was like, "Oh, it's okay, honey. <laughs> I'll, I'll get over it." Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, you know, I mean. It's fine, you know, as long as you're happy, I guess. So, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, you know, Chris, this has been an absolute delight, man. Um, I apologize for the technical issues we were having throughout, no, um, but uh, you know, we still had, I think, a, an amazing conversation. And and this is not the first time I've talked about the Dark Knight on this podcast. I'm sure it won't be the last. Um, but uh, it's there's something different that we can all bring to our discussions with this that 
the last time I talked about this movie, it was not at all <laughs> like this conversation we had, um, which is amazing. It says it speaks to the uh, complexity of the movie, like you were saying before, how layered it is. Mm-hmm. So um, if people are looking for you out there in the uh, in the interwebs, where can they find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at that Chris seven zero. But what I really prefer you to do is check out my new podcast YouTube show I do with my buddy Emmett Davis. You can follow us at G of the Geeks on Twitter. Oh yeah, uh, Emmett's great. Um, he's a he's a he's a good buddy. Um, and you know, and it's it's just it's such an interesting thing just to get to like I, you know this past couple of years been doing this podcast, getting to meet all you guys and. Mm-hmm. And go like you know I I found my people in a lot of ways yeah. you know <laughs> yeah it's it's fun because you get to connect with like minded friends and stuff it, it's fun it, it would be people that you know you disagree with but you get to have those fun discussions with regardless yeah yeah and I think you know and plus we're all you know for the most part fairly nice to each other so you know we're, so. We we're not we're not uh, we're not bashing each other for so, oh you like Christian Bale the most but you hate Ben Affleck you know we're not doing any of that crap here you know. <laughs> I'll I'll give you that one. Bale is pretty amazing. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So thank you again, Chris. Uh, You know, we're uh, we're so excited for the road to the Batman. It's Mm -hmm. it's coming quicker than. uh, You know, it's just it's been a long road, but, you know, we're almost there. Um, And uh, to everyone out there, you know, we just I just have one question for you. Why? Why are you? Why are you being so so not funny? Right. No, that's not it. What's the line? Why you're too serious? What's the damn? I I don't I don't remember. It's fine. We'll just end. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>